I'm Samantha Sharris. And I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, August 8th. Here are today's headlines. The Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to four today in a case relating to the Biden administration's so-called ghost gun restrictions. The administration had appealed a federal judge's earlier ruling tossing out the regulations, according to Fox News. Chief Justice John Roberts, Justices Amy Coney Barrett, Elena Kagan, Sonia Sotomayor, and Ketanji Brown-Jackson were in the majority, while Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, and Neil Gorsuch were in the minority. In April 2022, President Biden announced a rule that bans the business of manufacturing the most accessible ghost guns, such as unserialized buy-build-shoot kits that individuals can buy online or at a store without a background check and can readily assemble into a working firearm in as little as 30 minutes with equipment they have at home, according to the White House. Additionally, the White House also said that through this rule, the Justice Department is requiring federally licensed dealers and gunsmiths taking any unserialized firearm into inventory to serialize that weapon. The Daily Caller News Foundation reports that Reed O'Connor, U.S. District Judge for the Northern District of Texas, found that the rule exceeded ATF's authority and issued a judgment on July 5th, vacating it nationwide. O'Connor wrote in a June 30th opinion that this case presents the question of whether the federal government may lawfully regulate partially manufactured firearm components, related firearm products, and other tools and materials in keeping with the Gun Control Act of 1968, because the court concludes that the government cannot regulate those items without violating federal law The court holds that the government's recently enacted rule is unlawful agency action taken in excess of the ATF's statutory jurisdiction. The Hill reports that the case will now go in a lower appeals court, which should hear oral arguments next month. However, the case could end up back at the nation's highest court. Stay tuned. Massachusetts Governor Mara Healey has declared a state of emergency because of rapidly rising numbers of migrant families arriving in her state. According to the governor, these migrants are in need of shelter and services. And in Massachusetts, there's a severe lack of shelters available in the state. That's according to the governor's office. Healy is a Democrat, and she sent a letter to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas today calling on the federal government for assistance. In her letter, Healy writes, although Massachusetts is adding shelter units every week without extraordinary measures, we fear we will be unable to add capacity fast enough to place all eligible families safely into shelter. Healy also writes, even though we are currently spending more than $45 million per month On programs to help these families, our ability to create enough new shelter space and provide necessary supportive services is falling short. Simply put, we do not currently have the tools we need to meet the rapidly rising demand for emergency shelter. Healy spoke at a press conference this afternoon. Let's take a listen to some of her comments via the governor's YouTube page. 
As of today, close to 5,600 families with children are living in state-funded shelters, hotels, dorms, and other emergency facilities across Massachusetts. That figure is 80% higher than it was just one year ago. It represents more than 20,000 people growing every day. These families include newborns, very young children, and expecting mothers. It's more families than our state has ever served, exponentially more than our state has ever served in our emergency assistance program. These numbers are being driven by a surge of new arrivals in our country who've been through some of the hardest journeys imaginable. They are the face of the national, international migrant crisis. They're here because where they came from is too dangerous to stay. They're here because Massachusetts has and will always be a beacon of hope, compassion, humanity, and opportunity. Since President Joe Biden took office in 2021, Customs and Border Protection has encountered more than 6.5 million illegal aliens on America's borders. That doesn't include an unknown number of gotaways. Since the start of this fiscal year, 2023 in October, Customs and Border Protection has encountered more than 1.7 million illegal aliens on America's southwest border alone. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign has a new manager. DeSantis's chief of staff, James Uthmeyer, has replaced Janera Peck. DeSantis' campaign communications director, Andrew Romeo, said in a statement reported by NBC that James Uthmeyer has been one of Governor DeSantis' top advisors for years, and he is needed where it matters most, working hand-in-hand with Janera Peck and the rest of the team to put the governor in the best possible position to win this primary and defeat Joe Biden. Romeo also said, according to NBC, that David Polyansky, who is a longtime Iowa GOP operative, will serve as deputy campaign manager. According to 538, former President Donald Trump is leading with 53.3%. DeSantis is at 15%. Vivek Ramaswamy is at 6.9%. Former Vice President Mike Pence is at 5.1%. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley is at 3.9%. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is at 3.2%, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is at 2.1%. The first Republican primary debate is set to take place later this month on August 23rd in Milwaukee. An Ohio school district's policy letting students use the bathroom based on their gender identity rather than their biological sex, for now, will remain in place. On Monday, Judge Michael Newman of the U.S. District Court of the Southern District of Ohio dismissed a lawsuit by America First Legal against Bethel Local Schools. Newman wrote in the filing that although parents have the right to make decisions about where to send their children to school, they do not have a constitutional right to remove a school's policy on student bathroom usage. Newman also said the school district's bathroom policy applies evenly to all students, making no exception for anyone based on their religion to allow each student's identified gender to prescribe the bathroom to use. Lynette Dinkler, legal counsel for Bethel Local Schools, told WHIO News the landmark decision makes clear the school district acted neutrally towards all students, 
wanting to follow the law to eliminate discrimination on the basis of sex, protecting the rights of its transgender students when it comes to making all campus restrooms accessible to all students in conformity with the student's gender identity. So let's discuss a little bit of background on this case. The Daily Caller News Foundation reported that in 2020, a middle school principal within Bethel Local Schools permitted a biological male student who was identifying as a girl to use two single occupancy bathrooms available in the nurse's office and faculty area, according to court documents. Because of the accommodation, the student alleges being ostracized, humiliated, and targeted by other students, including that the bathroom was always in use, forcing the student to hold their urine. The Daily Caller News Foundation reports that after the student's father requested in 2021 that the male student be allowed to use the girls' bathroom in addition to the two single occupancy restrooms, Bethel Local Schools changed its policy to allow restroom use on the basis of gender identity rather than biological sex, court documents showed. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you've never had the chance, be sure to check out our morning show. Every weekday morning, we bring you interviews with experts, conservative voices, policymakers, lawmakers. So be sure that you check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed. Tomorrow morning, I'm sitting down for a really fascinating conversation with author Carrie Gress to discuss her new book, The End of Women how smashing the patriarchy has destroyed us. We go deep into the history of the feminist movement and even talk about how the feminist movement has ties to the occult. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you have a great night. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning for my conversation with Carrie Gress. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.